it's amazing. All of my life, I have been exposed to every kind of disease that you could name that could have taken me out. Now, all of a sudden, this one has so caught our attention that we can't hardly even think straight without being fearful of what might happen. And I understand that that's part of, of, our, of, of dealing with something that we don't know anything about. And I, um, I do honor uh, all of you who have come today. Thank you for being here. Our service is a limited schedule simply because of the restrictions that are still on us from uh, the state. And I'm thankful for a governor that still considers church to be an essential business in the state of Texas. Amen. There are a lot of places in our country right now that do not feel that way toward churches. As we move along, things are going to get better, and I am thankful for that. Um, And please pardon me. Uh, You know, I think everybody's nerves may be a little shot right now. Have you ever been as nervous as you are right now about every, I mean, you touch, do I touch that? (laughs) And then you touch something and then later you think, oh man, I forgot to wash my hands. And uh, so I'm, I'm getting used to that. I've joined the ranks of the seniors. I got uh, cataract surgery this week. So I'm, I'm an official (laughs) senior now. I'm not supposed to be being uh, too rambunctious today, but I do want to share with you something that I feel the Lord has given to me. It's found in Acts chapter 27. I'm going to read from verse, um, oh, let's see, verse 13. We'll pick up there. We'll read a few and then we'll skip down and then just skim over some of the other verses. Um, But Acts chapter 27 And verse 13, it said, And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, losing thence they sailed close to Crete. But not long after. It's amazing how quickly things can change in life. But not long after. There arose against it a tempestuous wind, which is called Eurachlodon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. Verse 17, which when they had taken up, they used as helps, undergirding the ship and fearing that they should fall into the quicksands and struck, or they struck out and so were driven. And so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempestuous wind, with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship And the third day, they cast out with their own hands the tackling, the essential ingredients that were needed to help steer the ship. They were lightening the load. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, 
and no small tempest was on them. All help, all help that we should be saved was then taken away. But, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, we should have hark- you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you, and now I exhort you, be of good cheer. For there shall by no means, by no loss, there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. And verse, you can read, read on through there. An angel stood by him this night and said, fear not, Paul, for you must stand before Caesar. And then verse 25 said, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall even shall be even as it was told me. And everybody said, amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments about good news for a bad time. Amen. Good news. God bless you. You can be seated. I have only one desire today, and that is to speak a word of encouragement to you. Hopefully it will help you uh, in this season of life that we find ourselves in. I certainly would like to share with you how to survive the wreckage of our time. I don't think any of us could have imagined how quickly everything of our world has, has been shattered from the economy uh, to retirements and so forth. Everything has been shaken. It has been a trying time, to say the least. Uh, extraordinary, I can't see, I can't really say we've never seen a day like this because there have been times past, but long before any of us were here, uh, that times were uh, of, of this nature. But they are stress-filled. Every day, the news media uh, if you listen to any of that. And by the way, I have some, I have a little share thing I need to share with you today. I'm going to share it with the next service too. Just remember that all of those people that are telling you how bad it is and how worse it's going to be are the same people that told you Hillary Clinton was going to be your president. Now, I'm not taking a swipe at her. I'm just saying I'm not sure they really know and care about what's best for us or our country. And so I'm not really into all of that. You can feed on it if you want to. I know this much after about five minutes, I just feel like I need to throw, roll my window down and throw up. That's, that's just about the way I feel. I just can't handle too much more of it. But, you know, we are traveling down a road that we never... <clears throat> Never thought we would have to travel down, at least not in our lifetime. And it's filled with so many unknowns. And as you would expect, with those unknowns come a great deal of uncertainty. And with uncertainty comes tension. And uh, with tension, the stress levels rise in all of our lives. 
what we find is that there is so much about life that we have no control over. It doesn't matter how much you pray. It doesn't matter how closely you and I walk with God. There are some things in life that we cannot avoid. And they are part and parcel of our earthly journey. And what we have learned in this time is that there is so much about life that we can't do anything about. We just have to live through it. We don't get the choice of checking out. Oh, you can, you can social distance, but after a while, you get tired of yourself. I mean, after a time, we, we are made to be social beings. We are not made to be alone. We are made to be together and to interact. When God made Adam, he saw that he was alone and God said, it is not good that man should be alone. And so there is this certain part of us that longs for this to be together. And yet there's so many times in life things happen that, uh, that, that interfere with, with what we had planned and how often in life I find myself feeling like the words of Elihu to Job. If you've never read the book of Job, you need to go read it again. I've gone through it recently and uh, it, it's amazing uh, what happened there. But Elihu was one of Job's comforters. And if I remember correctly, he was one of the, the he was the youngest of them. He was the last to speak. But he makes a statement to Job that is, is so uh, true in my own experience. And in the 37th chapter, he said to Job, and there was this argument going on between these friends uh, th- that had come to comfort Job. <laughs> yeah, that's what they had come to do, but all they did was highlight everything that must be wrong with his life. And there was this dispute going on between Job and his friends about what had brought all of this on. And he, he must have sin hidden somewhere. There's got to be something wrong in your life. And all of this bickering back and forth, who's wrong? What's wrong? What's, what, what happened? But Elihu demanded of Job something. And in the latter part of that verse, it resonates in my spirit. He said, teach us, Job, what we shall say unto him, speaking of God. For we, speaking of us, we cannot order our speech by reason of darkness. We cannot, or we don't even know what to say because we're in the dark. And it is our darkness, it is that unknown, it's what we can't figure out about all of this that leaves us in a lurch. It, it, it leaves you feeling like something has got to be done and we've got to have an answer now. And yet the truth is so much of our life is lived in that shadow of the unknown. We don't know and we can't always know we we don't have the capacity it uh, I, I find in myself and I have to be careful because I speak sometimes before I think 
And, and I, after I've had about enough of it, I start saying things that I wish that I probably would have held on to a little longer and reworded them and maybe cushioned them a little better. But, uh, you know, you just, you get to a point where you, you've had all that you can have. But I think what drives that is that among all of us, our nation, all of the experts, all of the epidemiologists, everybody that's supposed to know everything about everything, they don't know what to do. They don't know what the next step is because we live in the shadow of the unknown. We live in darkness and uh, we are ignorant and we are not well equipped to handle so many things that lie and enough of, of enough is, is enough of enough. You know, it's, we, we just get to a place where, you know, I can't figure it out. And it's because of the darkness in which I live. I don't live in darkness. I have light, but I live in an un, a, a dark environment. I don't know things that God has in plan. I, I know what his word says and I try to understand them, but there's a limitation to what I can Fully know, and it is that unknown that feeds the chaos, and it is that unknown that feeds the confusion and the madness and even the dysfunction that begins to surface in life. It disturbs our moods. I, I don't think any of you have been moody, probably, but uh, well, we won't go there. It has disturbed our moods. You know, we we can only take so much and. Yesterday was one of those days. By the time I got home last night about 11.30, 12 o'clock, I felt like I was about to have a heart attack. I thought, you know what? I can't handle another day like this day or last this last week or the week before. And, and I think you're feeling that. It's just like it keeps mounting and mounting and mounting and mounting. And one of the reasons that there is so much of that in life right now is because of its uncertainty. We don't know. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, you know what? I don't know. They might need to hear you say that right now. I don't know. Amen. We live in an ever-changing state of life that is uh, continually moving. And things happen quickly. And we find ourselves out of sorts. And in the midst of this uncertainty, problems that become too complex. And we're without doubt in a storm of trouble right now. Very much like uh, what our scripture describes. And uh, currently, there are, there are things that are sweeping through our world right now that I feel we need to be very aware of. The currents of this age that are sweeping us toward a conclusion that some of us uh, may not be as ready for as we thought we would. And we like <clears throat> these in our text are in dire straits. Very quickly things had unraveled for Paul and his fellow prisoners and these seasoned shipmen. The dull thud of the waves against the bow and the loud roaring of the seas all around them and with death howling in the winds. They were in trouble. The scripture says it was a Eurocladon. The Revised Standard Version has a different word 
Uh, but they all speak of the same thing. It was a violent agitation. Some say it was a east wind. Some say it was an east and a north wind mixed. If you take that reasoning and you understand that that combination of winds had created this, this chaotic climate, in which the, the, the ship that they were in, the world that they were in right there at that moment was turned upside down. I think that pretty well describes where we are right now. The, the, the confluence of the winds, the winds of prophecy, the winds that man himself have stirred in. All of those things are coming together, a combination of forces that seem capable of destroying everything and and so it feels like that today our world has been caught in a eurocladon there are winds blowing right now that none of us could have imagined would have blown in 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 this year and yet they are swirling around us there are currents you know what i believe i believe that the spirit of antichrist has taken advantage of this chaotic situation and I believe that there are footholds that have been made and there are strongholds that have been taken in our world right now that's going to usher us in to what the Bible speaks of as the prophetic end of time. And I believe that those currents are swirling around us right now. Now, I'm not saying that to frighten you. I'm saying that to tell you that we are in the midst of a storm right now. A storm that's going to change everything. Amen. It seems like spirits have been released in this hour that we knew had been prophesied. We just didn't know they were going to come this quickly. Now, my question to you is this. Is there anything that will keep you until the storm passes by? Is there anything strong enough that no matter what's happening here around me, no matter how many winds come together, no no matter how loud death howls in the wind, no matter how severe the blow of the waves upon the vessel, no matter how topsy-turvy the world may seem at that moment, Is there anything that will keep us until the storm passes by? And I'm here to tell you that there is. Yes, there is. In the midst of the storm, the scripture says that a man stood, a man of faith, a woman of faith, stood in the midst of that chaos and stared that storm down and said, oh no, this isn't the end of me. I want to tell you if there's anything this world needs right now, it is men and women of faith that have the courage and the relationship with God that can stand in the midst of chaos and say, hey, this isn't the end of things. Ah, yes, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen.
what can keep you until the storm passes by. It is a faith that comes from a visitation of God. I'm going to tell you, church, if there's anything that we need right now, we need that kind of visitation. We need the presence of God more now than we have ever needed it before. If there was ever an hour that needed a divine visitation, this hour needs a divine visitation. And I believe that the people that can help usher in that divine visitation are sitting in this building right now that you are people of faith and your faith is what's going to connect you to another world that's going to help stabilize in the midst of all of this chaos and confusion. It's going to help stabilize and bring peace and calm in the midst of this storm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. On that ship that night, Paul may not have been the expert. And he wasn't. He was a tent maker by trade. But on that night, what he knew and who he knew and what, had ex- what he had experienced in his life was the only thing that kept them from giving up and dying in that wreckage of life. And I'm here to tell you this afternoon or this morning that inside of you and I is a power and a strength that can come into a culture and a world and help calm the fears of people around us. If anybody ought to be calm, it ought to be a child of God that stands in the faith that said God stood by me last night. God stood by me last night. Amen. What we have experienced, what we know, should help keep us calm in the midst of this chaos. Amen. Don't let this hour intimidate you. I have said that over and over in my daily broadcast in different ways. But don't let this hour intimidate you. You have more inside of you right now that can change the culture and the environment around you than all of Washington tied together and all of the other cities and all of the other wisdom of the world. There is greater things in you than anything else that can be done in this world. And what our world needs right now are men and women that have faith enough to say, I believe. God. I believe God. I believe God is going to see me through this and God is going to keep me in the midst of this storm. Amen. It was Paul's faith that calmed the fears of all those other men. I wonder what kind of calming effect you and I could have on this world if we would just stand and declare, I believe God. I believe God. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something, church. Faith will make a difference. Our faith will make a difference. 
It's the only thing that will help you from losing your mind. It's the only thing that I know of that will help keep you from going crazy. It's just knowing this storm does not have my life. God has my life. Now, if he decides in this storm to take me out, that's his prerogative. But I'm not living in fear. Because this storm can't take anything out that God said no to. And this storm, whatever it is, COVID-19 or whatever else may come down the pike. Amen. Paul stood and declared, amen, I believe God. Do you know tonight or today, church, can I tell you that we are the only hope this crazy world has? Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid to tell it. Don't be afraid to speak it. The most valuable person in this world right now are the people sitting on these pews. It's not in Washington. It's not, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to put anything down, put all that wisdom together, but it's foolishness according to the wisdom of God. I'm just telling you right now that one man, one little scrawny man, Paul was a crippled man. He was a bent over little shrimp of a man by most standards. According to what most historians say, he was not a big figure of a man. He was not a strong, burly man. He was, uh, he, he was a man that when you looked at him, you would not even give him a second thought. And yet on that night, that scrawny little crippled up, gnarled man was the most important man on that boat. And I'm here to tell you right now that you are the most important person in your community right now. You're the most important person on your job right now. You may not have the job of president, but if you're a person of faith, you're bringing something into that environment that can bring calm and peace, that can bring joy, that can bring some good cheer. This is the good news for a bad day, that faith in God still works. It still works. Amen. You can stand with me. I wasn't supposed to get this rambunctious, but amen. The most important man that night was a man of faith, but it was also a man who prayed. It was a man who prayed. We've not been able to get together for prayer meetings, but we're going to start those back up because I feel like if there's anything that we need, I know we can pray on Zoom, and I appreciate that being done every every Sunday morning. I'm not putting that down. But there is something about corporate prayer when we gather together that brings an atmosphere, and we need a visitation of God. Amen. I'm telling you, church, Some people are getting way too comfortable with this new reality. And I believe it's going to take people of faith that say, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not going to work. Amen. We need the church. We need the body. Amen. We need to wake up and realize that our time may be short, but we're going to make the best of our time. Amen. The hour in which we live, there's got to be somebody that knows how to touch God. Amen. And I pray you would join with me in doing that, that God would help us. 
In stormy times, the best gift that you can give the world is your faith. And the best thing you can do for this time is to pray. Amen. And have faith in God. Hallelujah. Would you lift your voice and your hands and give him praise right now? Oh, we love you today, Lord. We love you today. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Till the storm passes by, I know what's going to keep me. It's my faith in God. Amen. Our oh, brother Shambach had it right. You don't have a problem. All you need is faith in God. Amen. I may not have agreed with him on a lot of other stuff, but I agree with him on that. Amen. What you need right now is to unleash your faith. Because there's people around you that you have the opportunity to influence right now. There are people around you right now that are at the verge of breaking. But if somebody of faith could just step into their life and say, Hold on. I heard something from the Lord. God visited me last night. I've got something to share with you. I've got something I want to tell you. It's going to be all right. We're going to make it through this storm. We're going to get to the other side. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Help us, God, in this crazy time to be people of faith. Amen. Now, I I know that this is not how we would normally do things, but we're going to have to dismiss people in groups and so we'll start at the back and you can just exit out in groups but before we do that if you're with your family and you're comfortable with that you should be able to reach hands and and join hands if you can't just stretch your hands out and let's let's pray right now father we need the hand of the almighty upon us today We need the anointing of your spirit to rest upon this place, God. This is not our normal way, Lord. And we're not used to this. We're not comfortable with this. And I don't ever want to get comfortable with this, Lord. I want to believe you. I'm going to stand on your word that you're going to keep me. And you're going to protect me. And you're going to watch over me, God. And you're going to keep your hand upon us until the storm passes by praise God praise God amen now I'm going to tell you something it may not look like it did before we started when when this storm's over but we're going to be standing and we're going to be stronger amen Paul's days had not even begun to be over As a matter of fact, I think some of Paul's greatest work was done from that time until he finally was taken out of this world because it was in that prison environment that he they had to change guards out every 15 minutes because he was converting them. Woo! You talk about a powerhouse. 
Amen. What a, what, I, I'm just telling you, I still believe our best days are before us. Amen. Praise God. I love you. Thank you for coming this morning. I pray that the peace of God will be with you as you leave and uh, that you will feel the strength of the Lord. Stay in touch with the church family. Remember next Sunday, my wife asked a great question. Do you go by the mother's name, last name on that? Because there may be some family members that would not be, in, and, and yes, you will go by your mother's name by that. I guess that would be the best way to do that. Uh, if, if there's family members that their last name starts with an S and yours is in the I section, we don't want y'all going to two different services. So come with your family, all right? Always something to have to think about. Love you. Y'all have a blessed day in Jesus' name. God is-